0: Ian,
1: you're in the dark.
2: Yeah, Ian, you look like the Grim Reaper. Turn the light on.
0: Oh, no, I'm not really. It's just this webcam. Sam, you're out
2: of focus, actually. Just
1: and stuff.
0: Makes you look fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again. Uh, welcome Hi. to the Creative Coding Podcast, episode 31, with me, Ian Lobb.
1: And me, Seb Lee Delisle. (laughs) And we have a special guest today, Claire Sutcliffe from Code Club. Welcome, Claire. Hello. You know, it's too early to talk really, isn't it? I can barely say Claire.
0: (laughs) I've been up for ages. I've been up since uh, eight.
1: Is that because you've got
0: kids? It is because I've got kids, yeah. Mm. And I even missed breakfast, actually. Like breakfast was already finished by the time I sort of woke up. It's pretty tough, man, having kids in terms of the old sleep cycles.
1: Breakfast, hang on, breakfast was finished.
0: Yeah, breakfast is like seven o'clock or half seven.
1: What, so, so everyone ate the breakfast?
0: Well, no, it's just cereal. Oh, it's okay. not. What do you think we're doing here? Like laying out all the scrambled eggs and. I just the...
1: don't understand how you, If it's just cereal, how can you miss it? You oh, I just... missed
0: it. I mean, everyone else had eaten it while I was still asleep. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, should we get into the. Uh, the co- the coding part of the <laughs> proceedings.
1: Yeah, we've moved on from the niceties. Let's talk about codes.
0: I just worry that we don't get into code like quick enough. Right, people don't do come want... to listen to like there's a, there's thousands of podcasts where people just ramble on about nothing.
2: I think it's they true. like the minutiae of your life. It makes them feel makes you feel approachable, and you know
0: mm.
1: maybe a little bit, but I can't yeah.
0: really. Enough, there's, a def- there's definitely yeah. a balance.
1: Yeah, well, we could um, talk about Code Club. Okay. (laughs) So, Claire, (laughs) tell us about Code Club. Do your bit. and You're probably used to the elevator pitch, right?
2: Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Code Club is a nationwide network of after-school coding clubs for children aged 9 to 11. Uh, We send programmers into schools to teach projects that we've made, and they teach for an hour a week every week after school.
1: Pretty good idea.
0: Cool. Okay. I've got some questions. So first question, why did you decide to do that age group like, and junior school rather than like secondary school or high school?
1: Oh, you always get asked that, don't you?
2: I do always get asked that. Um, there are loads of reasons. Uh, one reason is that there's only two of us and we had to pick an age group. Otherwise, you have to make different stuff for every age group. Mm. Um, the reason we chose that particular one is because they we want to sort of get them whilst they're really young before they've formed any like concrete opinions. And when they go to secondary school, they start massively caring about what their peers think. Mm. Um, so we want to change their opinion before they get to that stage. Um, and then the reason we didn't go any younger is because um, we needed their literacy and numeracy skills to be of a high enough level to mm. be able to cope with our projects without having to without needing loads of help
0: so. absolutely and what um what programming language do you use
2: um we use scratch for the first two terms uh, mm-hmm. just to sort of teach them the basics but then we actually move on to html and css and the term after that will be python
0: oh interesting
2: don't you don't you do scratch stuff yeah that's what pay I said. attention
0: oh, seb sorry.
2: Seb, sorry. stop typing and listen <laughs>
1: I was just tweeting
2: a
0: link. I thought That's was so funny because yeah. it's funny because I could see you typing that whole time, and then you asked that question. <laughs> I did that actually. <laughs> um, I did that at Mochi. I did that at London in the summer. It was so embarrassing, right? Um, t- Tom, Kr- who's Tom from Adobe, was giving his whole <laughs> spiel about uh, this thing called feathers which is like a, a UI thing where you can, and it's like, it's totally skinnable, right? So you can skin it. And I just sort of zoned out for a bit and then I put my hand up. I was like, can you skin it? And he's literally <laughs> done about a minute on whether you could like customise these things and you absolutely could. And I just felt like just such a dummy. Bit, okay,
1: I'm sorry. Let's not focus on my <laughs> ineptitude any longer. Let's
0: yeah, so to... so why, okay, why Python and not JavaScript? Um
2: well we consulted with These a bunch are hard of people questions. and it's yeah, well they are, aren't they? For I, well let's I'll get say. this
0: bit out of the way and then we can get into the stupidness, I guess. Um,
2: <laughs> well for so like Linda like chatted to Linda Sandovic is my uh, co founder. She chatted to a bunch of people and they sort of came to the conclusion that um whilst JavaScript is, is awesome and the future it's really hard to learn as a first language, um and that Python is neater and cleaner and stuff. So that's Hmm. that's what that's like the first time i know (laughs) (laughs) well this is what this is what has been decided as like a first like this is going to be the first time they're like writing actual syntax so that's like
0: Mm. Um, python's
1: pretty readable isn't it it's kind of like basic in a lot
0: of ways yes and what do they what do they sort of do with the python what do they well,
2: make? We're only, We've only just started writing that at the moment, so I can't tell you.
0: Right, okay. I mean, the,
2: the thing Not because it's a code... secret, just because like we've literally just started writing it. So. Sure. Okay. But
1: I mean, it's important to remember Code Club is kind of new, isn't it? I mean, it's only been going a year.
2: Less than a year. We started on um, 16th of April. We're having a party. Hooray!
1: <laughs> is everyone invited?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, everyone's invited. All the listeners? All the listeners, yeah.
1: All, uh, or both of our well, listeners? All
2: our, vo- all our volunteers are invited because... Uh, they do loads of stuff to help us so.
1: I mean it's it's pretty impressive though what you've pulled together right how many code clubs are there now
2: uh there was 628 I think when I last checked so yeah it's grown pretty pretty fast wow that's so like, many I know it's so many don't freak me out it's still early but <laughs> it's like, it grows by like 100 a month like steadily um and that's without any kind of aggressive marketing or
0: anything wow because programmers really want to share their passion yeah. i guess yeah
2: and knowledge and like yeah i guess it's both of those actually yeah it's really cool because they're not
0: paid they don't nope. a, a lot of them do a lot of them people who have kids at the school or
2: yeah lots of them have kids at the school it breaks down like it's quite interesting um to see like what people do um and we know that um like over 50 percent of our external volunteers are freelance Um, So obviously they've got that flexibility already um, and the rest Mm. of them have like sweet talk their boss or they're retired um, and a lot of them have children Um, but then 40% of our volunteers actually work at the school already so they're like proactive Ah. ICT leads that are like looking for something to teach because obviously the, I don't don't know if you know this actually, but the um, ICT curriculum was not scrapped, they just sort of said well you can sort of do whatever you like and we'll give you a new one in a couple of years. Um so people looking for something to teach and mm. we feel that. It was
0: suddenly yeah. opened up, wasn't it? By Yeah. <clears throat> after the Livingston Hope report, is that right, or was it nothing yeah, to do with that? Yeah,
2: they went. Everyone's criticizing us, so we'll just delete it and pretend it doesn't exist. And <laughs> but <laughs> it's <was> funny because <laughs> just straight away fun.
0: after that, straight away after that, I went to um, a Raspberry Pi meetup here in Truro and I met like a, yeah, an ICT teacher who was like, "It's brilliant because we're just we can do whatever, and we're doing a uh, Scratch yeah, now."
2: It, well, the thing is, it's brilliant for uh, teachers who are proactive and do understand um, what they should be teaching but it's really crap Mm. for everyone else who doesn't know and and doesn't have the time to research it and does need to be told what to do it's crap for those guys and they're the the schools that will that will miss out because they don't have someone that cares enough and you know Mm. it's hard to find those people and get them to teach
0: yeah Yeah.
1: well it's just it's just a question of getting that you know i think teachers are really busy aren't they um so I, i think it must be hard for them to sort of also keep up to date with all modern programming yeah. thinking you know yeah it's really architect. it's
2: really difficult and that's like and that's why without computing even properly being on the especially on key stage one and two like curriculum um it's really difficult and they do a good job most teachers do a really good job with what they've been given um and it's just it's just really hard like teachers are insanely busy I speak to a lot of teachers these days and you know they'll all be working today which is
1: yeah you know mm. what, what I'm doing like
2: Plan- planning marking. yeah planning 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 all their lessons for the rest of the week it's really tough uh
0: i was gonna say yeah junior school now is not like it was when i was there um and how long ago like, was
2: that ian
0: uh oh. i don't want to say really no it uh. was uh.
2: <laughs> weeks ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i mean like i've got uh i've got a, a child at um at junior school in like uh stage one or whatever it's called and um they it's just really high pressure now they have homework it's five they have homework they have like spelling tests they've got all this stuff oh. and it's like yeah and it's like really? they wear they wear the little tie it's like it's really? nuts and when i yeah and when i went to jun- <laughs> when i went to junior school <laughs> i just when did I- in at junior school <laughs> i know i know I especially at that well, that at five it's like i did we used to do like we would do a bit of like english or something in the morning Maybe some counting, and then the afternoon you just painted pictures and stuff, and it's like it's not oh, like really? that anymore. He almost never comes trying. home with a picture. And like his school's really good and they try really hard, but it's like it's come from the curriculum, like that they are just they just have they're put under a lot of pressure to,
2: yeah.
0: I also to love how this we, used to, we used to
2: call it like English and maths when we were at school, right? And now they call it numeracy and literacy, and like you have little five year olds going, Numeracy, I did my numeracy, it's really cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, right. like
2: Aside.
0: yeah, and they go on about they know, learn phonics as well. So they go on about all of this stuff like digraphs and uh, <laughs> all these technical terms from <laughs> linguistics.
1: It's, do you just not understand the word they say anymore?
0: Ian? <laughs> the the thing that I'm sort of slightly scared of is GCSE maths is way different now. Like they have these n- number grids and all kinds of like different techniques that didn't exist when we were at school. Uh
2: oh.
0: It's it's crazy. It's all different. It all crazy. moves on. Like that's why I think Michael Gove is completely <laughs> I I Michael screened, Gove is but... completely out of touch because I think that he doesn't realise that like education, and, like the sort of education and the way things are taught has actually improved since he was at school, not got worse. Really? Y- yeah. Like you know because he's trying to basically sort of make like these mini Etons and stuff, but. It's like we already have like this way better understanding of like uh, you know pedagogy and like you know educate like techniques for teaching and stuff.
1: Mm.
0: So it's already way better in terms of like that stuff. So okay, Look,
1: Claire, um, perhaps you could tell us because uh, co Club is like isn't it a charity? Uh,
2: co Club is not for profit.
1: It's a not for profit. So yeah. how do you how do you afford to run it?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <coughs> how do we afford to run it well yeah. we talk to um mainly large technology companies and we ask them for financial support and they give okay. it to us so earlier this year arm um gave us a nice nice chunk of financial support to keep us going um and um google have um, through the google rise program have been supporting us as well
1: and you've got some good uh connections with royalty
2: yes <laughs> thank you sir <Seb>. but <laughs> yes we have um prince andrew is our patron um and he's being very helpful in sort of connect, connecting us with companies that have a lot of developers in them so that we can um sort of poach them all to be volunteers how, that basically.
1: how do you just get <clears throat> prince and you just ring him up what, yeah is he on twitter i, I pretty just much just him. rang him
2: up yeah i <laughs> rang him up um <laughs> but i rang him up after i'd met him at a, at a conference in june last year called founders forum and if you've seen the hilarious photo, a uh, video that we made, um, it's got Prince Andrew in it at the end. And he said that he'd like to continue supporting us. So I thought, OK. Did you see if that I video, can.
1: Ian?
0: It's an amazing video. Do you want to list everyone that's in it? Because it's, it's pretty <sighs> jaw-dropping, isn't it? Uh,
2: if I can. Uh, Nicholas Sundstrom, Joanna Shields, Martha Lane Fox, Brent Hoberman, Chad Hurley, Tim Berners-Lee... <laughs> and prince andrew i think that's the lineup and three children that it's are interviewing kind of if
1: you haven't seen it you've got to go and see it it's absolutely amazing we'll we'll add a link at some point i'm sure yeah cool yeah well, so we did well really... we
2: did that and that's where we met him mm. and, uh, and and he just and... gave
1: you his card said call me anytime
2: he actually did yeah
1: no <laughs> so... <laughs> does he have a mobile number i wish
2: that was a joke but it wasn't oh no. really yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually that did happen um, yeah. so did you text him? No, I didn't text him. <laughs> I, I emailed his private secretary. Oh okay. Then we so, went to Buckingham Palace. To, to
0: how Claire, how far do you think you can sort of go with this? Like what's the sort of what would be a the field of dreams blue sky sort of outcome?
2: Um that's a really hard question. I hate you. So there's <laughs> like <laughs> <so this laughs> The thing is that the vision kind of changes, but the general the general idea was to put Co Club in every primary school in the country. there are twenty one thousand primary schools, right so by the time we get there, um, the curriculum will probably be sufficiently changed to mean that we'll be redundant in our current form. but I think by the time it gets to that, because Co Club can change so quickly, um, we'll have just transformed into something different that that the curriculum isn't offering that's probably even more fun based than uh, co club mm. currently is um we've got a target of 1000 clubs by the end of this may and 5000 by the end of 2015 so we've got targets in between and we just kind of have to see what happens in between but um you know i think is it next year beginning of next year like we'd like to st- uh, be able to offer co club to sort of all english speaking like clubs and countries and schools um like in the world Um, so that would be that would be a cool thing um and there's a possibility at some point that we might create a curriculum for secondary schools but um that was more likely to be in conjunction with other um other organizations that are working with secondary schools already Mm. how has it
1: affected you Claire because obviously you've had to kind of start working is it full-time now for code club
2: yeah yeah i work full-time for co-club now um Mm -hmm. and we have a couple of part-time um people as well Uh, linda's part-time and parker who's our coo sort of in charge of all the fundraising he's Mm part-time and we're just about to take on our second full-time person at the end of may so So it's been quite a change
1: (laughs) you went from being like a freelance designer to just kind of almost working for co-club you know just within a few months right
2: um, yeah, I yeah I did a, I did a full time stint and then I had to go back to freelancing so that I, we could raise some funds for Co Club. But essentially, yeah, I'm I'm full time now. I can't call myself a designer anymore. It's weird. Um, and I had <laughs> it's like I'm going to go to new adventures. It's like my last design huzzah before I have to go to business conferences <laughs> <all the time. laughs> so I'm like tell me about typography it's the last time it, it does seem
1: like you've been on <clears throat> you know you've been on the radio and, and telly and stuff quite a lot haven't you so it's kind of you know that's that's obviously a new type of pressure to deal with
2: yeah it's, uh, um yeah definitely Code Club is like a series of constant learning curves and one of them has been <laughs> media training or the lack thereof um I've just kind of had to <laughs> wing it and Yes, and it's worked out okay so far but there's been, so, there's
1: been a couple of sort of slightly controversial things
2: oh ah, thank you for, for that it. Seb yeah thank you there have been um well i, I you <laughs> know I
1: was what was it there was the oh the radio it was the was it the radio four thing where they were like going on about ethics
2: yeah
1: I was so ridiculous right it was what happened it was amazing right it was this feature what show was it what
2: show it was, was world it service it was uh the news
1: hour i think the whole angle of this this piece on the on this news program was that if we teach kids how to program then they're going to just end up like hackers and they're going like, to infiltrate on all the all the securities like they even played a clip from war games <laughs> in I love the it. 80s I and know. i was just like oh. Um, but there was, like, a security expert, basically because there's a security guy who yeah. obviously has some sort of antivirus software or something. Right. And and he, he discovered that an 11-year-old had created, like, some malware. Right. You know, so so therefore, if we teach kids how to do coding...
0: Yeah. Then, I mean, in Scratch, you drag... <laughs> one of the little boxes <laughs> is just hack the mainframe. You yeah. drag that on. You <laughs> and w- you just
2: drop it onto a website and then yeah. it's broken. Yeah
0: start yeah.
1: nuclear strike
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they obviously have got their information from like johnny mnemonic and hackers for that, just, that stuff that's actually like... just terribly irresponsible and what it shows yeah. is a lack of uh technical literacy by the editorial team at the, whoever makes that program yes. to not know the difference between sort of
2: especially as i bloody well explained the difference before i went on <laughs> air as well i was really annoyed about that <laughs> it's like i've just spent 15 minutes explaining this to you how
1: can
0: there's you a work? saying that like you can't convince someone of something if it's their job or you can't explain something to someone if it's their job to not understand yeah and that is the way well, with it would journalists a lot int- of the time the
1: whole angle of that, yeah, that story, wouldn't it if if it's yeah. like i mean it just <clears> seems <throat> ridiculous to me that well i've been programming for 30 years but i don't know how to make a virus or Make some malware. I mean, it's like, I guess people think, well, if you get a, give a kid a hammer, then he's gonna smash, smash someone in. in the head, right? Which is, I suppose, is kind of feasible, <laughs> but that, that's not a good analogy, right? Because it's no. like if you teach someone basic programming, they're not going to be able to make a virus. It's more like if you teach someone about radioactive isotopes, they're going to be able to make a nuclear bomb. I mean, it's just that's a better analogy, right? Because yeah. g- obviously, you can't do that. There's so much knowledge. Mm. that you need that that obviously code club isn't giving you
0: yeah that's
1: crazy but you dealt with it very well i thought claire
2: thanks well it was weird because <laughs> me and the me and the like virus guy anti-virus guy just ended up agreeing <laughs> that that yes um yeah it, it, you can't do any damage with what we're teaching so why yeah. are we even discussing this i don't know It always ridiculous
0: have you seen there's been a bit of a backlash against Well, like there was a a, sort of about of a year ago, everyone was saying like everyone should learn to code and there was a load of articles Mm. about that. And then there's been a bit of a backlash recently that like, no, not everyone should learn to code. Like, what do you think on that?
2: Well, I think, sure, whatever.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow,
2: you're getting really good at this media stuff,
0: (laughs) Craig. Yeah, that's (laughs) the media training. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. I was
2: thinking, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to commit to an answer on that. Okay, so I think... um, that actually they're right and not everyone should learn to code I think it there's a big difference between learning to code and understanding what's going on and you don't necessarily need to become a programmer it just helps you in or is more likely to help you in your work especially as like we go into the future and more jobs involve um, the web and the internet and specifically um, so I think it's you know like like English and maths, they're like skills that will help you in the in the modern and future workplace. So I think it's probably kind of more important to give kids a kind of nice led understanding of it, kind of look at adults mm. and I'm like, oh, maybe it's a bit late if you haven't kind of started already because obviously you've got very busy lives and it's hard to like do that if you don't really, really care about it and you just think that you should. Like it's hard to do anything if you think you should, but you don't actually want to. So I don't know. I think everyone should, be able to and you know stuff like code academy gives people the chance to be able to do that but um mm. also just let people decide for themselves i don't know like i don't think I mean, big backlash. Is
1: now i've sort of taught more students to program i'm sort of slightly changing my position on this i guess i was always like yeah everyone should code um and well you know i guess there are benefits to coding but now i'm sort of realizing that you know, some people
0: lack the interest or
2: mm. And they just don't need dedication. to. They just don't want to,
0: um, right? Yeah, like you know, a lot, lot of people don't want to. I think the yeah. thing is that... That's fine. Why, why something like Code Club is great and important and probably the right way to do it is that everyone, every, all children should get a chance to code to see if it is for mm. them.
1: Yes. And yeah.
0: then this will do a huge, like, benefits for things like the gender imbalance in programming, because yes. more girls would be exposed to programming, realise that it's something that could be for them if they want to do it, not that they have to do it or anything. I think that's the right way to sort of go. Yeah, because it isn't I mean, that's, for everyone. That's what we
2: That's all we're trying to do, right? So we're not trying to. Oops, we're not trying to create like an army of tiny child coders or anything. We're just kind of. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. So <laughs> we we're just trying to like inspire children and make them realize that it can be fun and exciting. And then, and hopefully give them some skills along the way. And then if they, hopefully that will help them continue and and go on and to study this in their own time or to choose like computer science qualifications in the future. Um, But it's not, it's, we're not trying to like teach specific things. We're just trying to inspire them before they get bored to death by something, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, something not interesting or
2: they find the wrong thing. I don't know. Like,
1: I think for a long time, kids weren't exposed to programming, were they? You know, certainly, I mean, I, I was in the 80s because we well, sort of had to program to get the computer to do anything. But in the 90s and 2000s, Yeah, I mean, I was
0: sort of born exactly the wrong age for yeah. this. Like, there was no programmable computer in my house for a big chunk. No, there wasn't in
2: mine either.
0: So, what like, did, you, did you learn computers at school? At school?
2: 22. Yeah.
0: Are you, are you talking to me or to... Uh, to me no i was never taught any programming or anything at school the not, not,
1: not even like how to use word or whatever.
0: not like at it's... all i taught we all taught each other how to use dos how to do like cd slash and all that stuff that's the closest thing i ever got to programming and yeah. then with doom and um Duke Nukem, newcomb they um there were level editors that came on discs and that was sort of my exposure to doing anything creative on the computer basically because sure. like there were on the pc there really wasn't something that was equivalent to like amos or like even basic like i'm sure it existed but just no one had it mm. so but then when like we got like say the duke nukem editor it's like oh you can like build a whole world and then you can walk around it and stuff it's like that's really cool and then uh, I think you were just lucky by... to
1: find that because there wasn't I know. much else was there well I know well me and
0: my friends were really into doom and stuff though like we were obsessed with it so that was like we were bound to find it basically if it was there but I mean and then just by a pure bit of chance um, my uh, sister happened to be going out with this guy who was going to Plymouth University and he was doing the course that I ended up taking and he showed me director on just on his laptop or something and I was like He's like, oh, you just draw the pictures here or you just drag pictures into here and then you just write some code here and you can... And it's just like, what is that easy? That's so stupid. I could do that. And so that's why I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Forever. Because
0: it's just like, as soon as I saw director, it's like, oh, I could totally do that because it's just like, here's a stage with some graphics on it and like, here's so- something where you can write basically English-looking code. And it's just like, I totally could do that. I
1: guess director used lingo didn't it so it was yeah. kind of similar to basic and python and mm. all of those things claire what about you what did you learn at school on computers i think um, i guess you're a bit younger than ian right yeah are both younger
2: bit, than me i'm but. a little bit younger um i <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh use logo and we made like a turtle robot move around the really
1: you're using <laughs> turtle
2: yeah um, so cool yeah that was pretty cool but that's and i remember we Oh, we were making, like, patterns and stuff. That's the designer in me that remembers the pattern bit, but not actually what code we used to write it. Um, <laughs> and, and then when we did, like, you know, office-y software stuff in secondary school. Mm. We yeah, had, like, did four computers at my primary school, so... And they were weird. Also.
0: I did loads of, like, Word, Excel stuff at secondary school so much. It's just yeah. so stupid.
2: That's what <laughs> I remember from... Yeah, This is not cool. Yeah.
0: I'm
1: borrowing a plotter from the 80s at the moment. Right. Uh, I mean, I didn't go back in time to the 80s and borrow <laughs> it. Uh,
2: <laughs> That's a more interesting I'm borrowing,
1: story. in the present day, a plotter that was made in the 80s. It's brilliant. Ooh. It's amazing. What are you doing with it? It's, right, it's just behind me.
0: But uh, let's see that there. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah. I remember um, those. They had There was one in the CDT thing of my school. Those yeah. Cool.
1: It's, it's, it was actually really easy to work with. It just, you connect it with a serial cable. I thought it would be a complete pain to get it running, but... I connected it with a c- serial cable that uses this um, text format protocol called HPGL, which I think is Hewlett-Packard graphics language, maybe. Um, and and there's a processing library that does it, so I can just write some code in processing, and it starts drawing. <laughs> it's brilliant.
0: That's cool.
1: And I got it set up in, like, an hour or so. I thought I'd be spending days trying to figure it out.
0: Hmm. What do you think, Claire, of um, Raspberry Pi and Arduino and all that sort of physical computing or like the, ha- the hardware hacking stuff?
2: Um, what do I think of it? Um, I think it's cool. We, you know, uh, Do you know about this? Um, so Google and Raspberry Pi sort of teamed up and there will be 15,000 Raspberry Pis going out to uh, kids across the UK. And Code Club is one of the organizations uh, by which um, they're giving them out. So we have 3,000 coming our way and they will be going out in a couple of months time so they're also going out with like startup sort of how to get started guides um Mm -hmm. because one of the things about raspberry pi is that it's sort of seen as this kind of savior of of like computing education and stuff which is it is if you know how to use it otherwise (laughs) you're a bit screwed so so we have to make sure that people like actually know how to use this stuff that we're giving out. Um, otherwise, it'll just sit on a shelf, gathering dust, or being a slightly unstable coaster. So we, <laughs> so we, um, so there will be um, getting started guides. And then we held a hack day. Co club held a hack day in December to create projects that can be made on the Raspberry Pi, which was mostly mm-hmm. successful. Um, we got some really great stuff out of that. Although one of the things was very a very illegal um, radio. <laughs> which we can't we're not allowed to do because <laughs> um, oh, so, so this is very we're not allowed dangerous to do that one. Yeah, yeah but um
1: you're encouraging kids to break the law
2: well that's what we think it's, a, it's like the coolest project but we can't we can't send it out unfortunately so we'll be sending projects out and stuff as well um so i think it's cool yeah it's it's um for us it's a bit tricky because <clears throat> we're trying to do something that no one ever has to pay for so when mm. we create projects that use hardware, well, we try not yeah. to because then you're forcing clubs into having to raise money the, and that kind of thing. Mm. So, the thing, so thing I don't understand
0: don't. about Raspberry Pi is that everyone is super into it and stuff, but it's like there are thousands, there are millions of computers out there already. They're just yeah. there. They're just not being used. Yeah. You can install yeah. Scratch on any of them and start programming stuff. Yeah, yes.
1: but You know what's so good about the Raspberry Pi is just that, you know, it's like, You can just, because they're so cheap, you can just give one to a kid,
0: right? No, but I mean, kids have have computers. Yeah, I know, but it's it's not...
2: And actually, not all kids have computers either.
0: Do 10-year-olds
1: own their own laptops to do whatever they want with?
0: Some of them do, some of them don't. But there are Hmm. charities that also just get old hardware, recommission it, like, full PCs that, like, actually work. And like... You know,
1: something I'm starting to realise is that I spend, obviously I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out how to teach programming in a, an accessible way, mm. but the thing about Raspberry Pi, I mean, it's not hugely accessible, you've got to kind of work stuff out for yourself, um, but the thing that I've been really surprised by is that, in a way, that's kind of a challenge, in the same way that I had a challenge when I fired up my Acorn Electron, and it's just this blinking <laughs> cursor, it's, like, it's the same thing, and mm. so, uh, and kids have got loads of spare time right well I did when I was a kid you know they do I sometimes went out on my BMX but apart from that I just stayed in doing programming and and I think that you know you can just give one of these things to a kid if they don't have a computer if they do and they're just going to sit in their room Mm. like learning how to to figure it out
0: right yeah it's interesting like my niece is into um scratch and she's done a load of stuff and What's interesting is, I bought her a book for Christmas of like scratch projects and stuff, but I don't really know if she's opened it, because, like I asked her, and she's very ev- evasive about it, but she's just made all these things on her own, and I think the thing is that she actually just likes opening it up and just seeing what she can do by like just uh, playing with the, com- with, the, with the programming things. And it's like that's actually a way better attitude to have as a programmer than going through a book and doing all the examples. So I've got a lot of hope for that have one.: We
1: now, right? Every time we encounter a new programming absolutely we don't it's just one look of, it up.
0: No, and it's one of the hardest things with my university students. Is like, at what moment, at what point do I have to say, like, okay, now it's up to you. Like, you have to, I've, te- you know, you have to make the leap now and like figure this stuff out for yourself.
1: Mm. Okay, so we're running out of time, but I'd just like to ask uh, ask you, Claire, if people listening to the show are interested in getting involved in Code Club, how do they do that?
2: Um, well, the best way is to go and have a look at our website, the link of which you're going to type right now, which is <laughs> www.cogirl.org.uk. <laughs> uh, and I like, typing into the comments, can pages. I oh. Yes, do that. Um, and they can. There's like a getting started section for volunteers, where you can see like the steps that you need to go through, because it's like. CRB check stuff that has to be done, um, and sort of like how to find a school. And there's a map at the bottom of that page that shows all the schools that are, that are registered as looking for a Co Club volunteer. And there's 370 odd of those across the country, but obviously you can go to any primary school and just tell them about Co Club, and there's sort of sort of cheat sheets on the site about how to like approach a school and what you should say to them to explain what code club is um mm. you might even have to explain what programming is um, <laughs> in some cases so um which sounds crazy to us but you know if you're a primary school maybe not so yes so go and do that and, and what was the and, URL again? And we will and we will support you all the way through it by it's
1: codeclub.org.uk
2: yes that's right
1: and and so it's a it's an hour a week
2: right Claire yeah, it's an hour a week. Um, so plus tra- a bit of travel time and a bit of stapling time because you have to print out some projects and stuff for kids yeah. to do that we provide you with. So when you sign up, um, you'll get a link that uh, gives you all the projects that you need for term one and then term two, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. and yeah so it should be really easy we've tried to make it as easy as possible um one thing we did when we were setting code club up is like what is already stopping people from going and doing this and let's remove those barriers one by one um we're finding new barriers now (laughs) but we're trying to remove those as well
1: cool and is there if you is there any other way to help support code club if you're not a teacher or if you're not if you don't want to be a volunteer
2: if you work at an organisation that does have like a you know a medium to large sort of developer base, then do get in touch with us because obviously we want to be part of your CSR, which is corporate social responsibility program, um, um, so that we can like sign all up the all the terms, all the terms, all the terms, <laughs> um, so that we can sign up like lots of uh, volunteers at once. So we're working with universities specifically like Imperial College and UCL at the moment, trying to sign up all their uh, CS students, um, and. If you work at a technology company that has a little bit of spare money and you think, well, we can't afford the time, but we can afford the cash, then we really need financial support to grow our team and to grow like, what we're doing. So that would be great, too.
1: Cool. Well, great. Well, thanks for taking the time to come and chat to us. I think it's a brilliant project. And Thank you. Yeah, good luck. Thanks so much. Hope it carries on going well.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks, Claire.
1: So, thanks. So now it's time to wrap it up
0: okay uh is that was that a sort of a dj handover to me seb yeah oh i've dropped the ball on that one yeah thanks so i, so I hope my questions weren't sort of too uh like annoying <laughs> no i'm
2: warmed up now i'm like i could go on the radio I'm good
0: ready. awesome yeah. um this is the radio what are you talking Hell about yeah. this is legit uh yeah. no. Um, thank you so much once again, coders of the world, and uh, we'll speak to you. We'll we'll speak we'll speak to you. You won't speak to us next week.
1: Bye. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.